Welcome to the Paragon Dental Transitions Podcast. In this podcast, we will be discussing relevant issues in both dentistry and dental transitions. This podcast is geared for all dentists, including practice owners, associates, and dental students. In each episode, we will feature guest experts from around the country to help provide you the most current information and answer your most pressing questions. Hi, and welcome everyone. I'm Amanda, a transition consultant with Paragon. I played sports growing up. I love sports, and I love to watch sports. That is, when there's good sportsmanship and a good referee. When there is, well, you can assume fairness and enjoy the game. Today, we will be discussing the key to assuming fairness and enjoying the transition process whether you are the buyer or the seller. Here with me is Paragon's national speaker and director of continuing education, recruitment, and advanced training, Dr. Burge Feregian. Hi, Burge, and thank you for joining me. Uh, You're welcome, Amanda. It's good to be with you again. So, what if each team brought their own referee? Sounds kind of odd, doesn't it? Uh, about having a, a referee for each team. Uh, and we know in reality that's not a possibility. But if they did, wouldn't it create a major conflict of interest? Imagine that. Here you oh, settle my goodness, in. I can't imagine. Oh, amazing. Here, here you settle in to watch a much-anticipated game. You, you know everything that goes around it. You get all the junk food out. You get your friends together. Uh, if you like alcohol, you get all that ready, you settle into your couch, and then you start watching the game to see a lot of confusion, chaos, you know, unfair rulings. Wouldn't the respective referees show absolute bias towards their team with so much on the line? You know, the eventual so-called winner would be the team that brought the best referees that knew how to prolong the game by making absurd calls in favor of their teams so that their respective teams would outlast the other. And that's partly the game, to make them outlast so that somebody eventually will just give up. Of course, we know this scenario would never play out because the NFL provides a a very neutral uh, referees and who have no stake in the game. The end result ends up to be a fairly called game. Uh, There's always some question here and there uh, with a level playing field and with the best team winning. You would tell me, you know, is there an analogy to a dental transition with this scenario? You know, there absolutely is. As, you know, in a fairly called game, we at Paragon feel there should be a fairly called transition. Every transition should occur on that level playing field. The transaction has to be unbiased and a third party in position to monitor everything so that the transaction will reach a fair and equitable outcome. This is what dual representation is all about. Well, how does Paragon act as an unbiased third party? Well, we we start by developing and maintaining a very professional client relationship with both the buyer and the seller in every transaction. Uh, You know, for the seller, it means that we have to take the time to understand his or her objectives and that we not allow those objectives to be compromised. After all, it is the seller that has a lifetime of toil and effort at stake. But for the buyer, 
It also means that we develop a keen awareness of his or her goals and aspirations and that we do everything in our power to make sure that these goals and aspirations are satisfied. After all, it is the buyer who will be putting his or her future on the line to acquire the practice. Well, how is a buyer's future, as you say it, put, quote-unquote, on the line? Uh, first, they'll be deciding that this practice is going to be their dental career. This practice is going to fulfill the career earnings potential. And let me ex- I know we've discussed this in the past, but I, I want to explain it again. A career earnings potential is the amount of income that can be realized in the life of that career. So typically, a dental practice could be anywhere from 30 to 40 years. Let's, let's, let's say 35 years. The, the faster you can have the proper practice, the greater the opportunity for you to maximize that income potential. So they have to decide on the right practice to begin with. And the other question they have to ask is, will this practice meet my goals and objectives? Well, tell me a little bit more about the career earnings potential. How would a potential buyer know that in advance? Uh, well, it, it, again, we've got to take care to make sure that the two clients in every transaction have compatible goals and objectives. And how will they know? It's going to be from our analysis and our consultation and, and the very in-depth report we present. You know, so... Yeah, we, you know, we have to guide them along because you and I know that when, when a student, when a dentist graduates and from a student becomes a doctor, they really don't know that much about the business aspect of it. They may have gotten some advice uh, from their parents, their uncles, or some close friend who thought they, who was in business, knew everything. So they don't know. And that's, that becomes our job, you know, to continue on. Uh, with them on that. Sure, I can see that. All right, well, can you give other examples of how you ensure that a transition is fair? Sure. You know, whenever we work towards a transition with our clients, the question is always, are the needs and the objectives of these two individuals sufficiently compatible to allow a true win-win transaction? Or is there going to be one of them that's going to have to compromise their goals and objectives just to get the deal done. For example, will the seller have to compromise to accept a lower sell price just to get that done? Or to agree not to stay on as an associate because, because the buyer doesn't want it? Because, you know, many times when we value practice and assess and analyze a practice, uh, we, if, the, if the seller expresses desire to stay on, and if the practice would permit that because they have a large enough patient base, that's what we do. And that's, so if they have to compromise on that point, they really didn't get what they wanted, did they? And right. the, the same goes with the buyer. You know, uh, for example, a seller might say, a specialist might say, you know, I don't want to hang around in a specialty practice. That's really important. But if the buyer agrees to that, 
they actually are not going to be very successful in that practice. Just to uh, repeat that in a specialty practice, we really require that the seller has to stay behind because unlike a general practice, the, 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 the patients are being generated from the referral base. So we know through experience that the selling doctor has to stay for at least a year to two years so that the referring base becomes accustomed to the new buyer. So again, that's a compromise that can't happen. Uh, otherwise, they're, they're going to lose. The buyer's going to lose in that instance. Okay, well, you know what? Everyone does desire to win, and you mentioned compromise, the word compromise a few times. Does compromise really have a place in the transition process? You know, Amanda, in life, there are times that we do need to compromise, but it depends what the compromise is going to achieve. If it doesn't dilute the core objectives of either party, and if it's going to end up facilitating a win-win end, then it's okay. This is where we come in as advisors, mediators, and facilitators, because we, we know which compromises are kind of meaningless or not game-changing, and we know the ones that will be. So no one party has to gain at the other's expense. That's what we look out for. In fact, just the opposite is true. If both parties become sensitive to the needs of the other, and if they can clearly see that the realization of their individual goals and objectives are intertwined, then the synergy that results can propel the practice and the doctors to a far greater degree of success than they ever dreamed possible. That is why at Paragon it is a win-win or it's no deal because we always say fair cannot be negotiated. Well, some might say that being the advisor, mediator, and facilitator to both parties may raise a question of conflict of interest. Are they right? In, in reality, no, they're not right. Uh, and that was a question that was often posed to me uh, while I was doing practice transitions. You know, in, in reality, it's a mechanism for bringing integrity and discipline to the transition process. As an intermediary expert with fiduciary responsibilities to both, the seller and the buyer. We must make sure that the transactions we put together are absolutely appropriate and fair to all parties. And we must be prepared to also recommend that a practice opportunity for a buyer be passed on because with dual representation, our reputation is totally dependent on the success of the transaction. And again, I love dental analogies. This is no different than how we treat a patient. We always have to do the right thing. And once we do, then, of course, we maintain our reputation. The other point is that being the advisor to both clients forces Paragon to be long-term goal-oriented and to only facilitate equitable transactions. You know, brokers, on the other hand, can walk away with their fee in hand and always blame the buyer or the seller, thus disclaiming any responsibility for fouling things up if the transition does not go well.
you know, you mentioned that at times you might actually advise a buyer or a seller to not go through with the transition. Can you tell me about a situation in your own experience? Yes, and actually I've, I've had two of those uh, situations that come to mind. The first one uh, was actually we thought was a great match. Uh, we put the buyer and the seller together and we started with the whole process of getting all the things in, in place. And the seller objected to the restrictive covenant provisions. You know, one, one thing we realize is that, you know, the buyer is going to be paying good money for the goodwill of that doctor. And one of that, that goodwill is to stay away and not to practice. So it went on and no matter what efforts I put in to convince the seller that what the seller, what he wanted was not really fair uh, to the buyer, it came to a point where I was not successful in doing that. So what did I do? I spoke to the buyer and I said, look, in good faith and with, with a, a good heart, I, I gotta tell you that I don't think you should be going through with, with this transition because I don't think what the seller wants is fair to you. So actually that ended up endearing that, that buyer to us because they realized we just didn't give lip service that we actually look out for you, but I did what was the right thing. And then there was yeah, another that's thing. difficult. It is. It is. And, and look, I, I, I know why you say that because, uh, we, you know, you could see the fee was at close at hand that we were going to receive. But again, you know, I always come back to the analogy of a dental practice because we're dealing with dentists. You always do the right thing. And maybe short term, you might end up losing some financial benefit. But in the long term, I think you gain a lot more, uh, both morally and financially, actually. You know, so there was another time. Well, that's what we try to do. Uh, and I, I can look at every one of my, our consultants in our company, and I, I can tell you with, with uh, complete uh, trust and confidence that every one of them has that same integrity uh, as well, because that's in our fiber. Uh, that's, those are the type of people we only want on our team to begin with. And another example, I said I had two of them, was it was a seller, and we put, again, a buyer together with the seller, and it went on, and, and this buyer was kind of uh, the type that wanted to look at a lot of things, which is fine, even though we provided all the reports. And, you know, he kept on going, and we would provide the answers with whatever question he had. And whatever, whenever he was satisfied with one, he came back with something else which was all right, and we kept on going, but this kept on going over and over and over again. Then we finally realized maybe this buyer has another idea in mind or this is his, uh, his way of trying to break the seller and say, look, you gotta uh, get, cave into this and maybe sell it to me for a lower price and such. I just called the seller up. I said, you know, I think you need to cut, cut bait here because I don't, I don't think this is the type of person that you're going to want to be with after the fact because the seller was actually going to stay behind and do our pre-sale. In other words, become the associate of the buyer. So there are oh. those instances. Yeah, yeah, almost like he was stalling, you know. Yeah, and, and that's what it was. It was stalling and I, I think it became 
his negotiation tactic. Right, right. Well, in past podcasts, you often refer to the fair market value. Refresh our listeners with what is meant by the fair market value, and how does it work? Well, let me start by explaining that, again, we're looking at that win-win transaction. So if it's going to be that, it's got to be at a fair price, and it, the, price, the, the price has to be established for the seller in direct li- relation to the buyer receiving a fair return on his or her investment and a reasonable annual cash flow, you know, in, in proportion to the risk of the investment. What do I mean by that? So that the seller, you know, has, have, having put all that effort in to, to build up this practice, first has to get the right return on their efforts that they did. But by the same token, the buyer also has to get a right return on the investment. They're not going to go in just to service the debt. You know, they have to make a living, uh, and they also have to pay off the debt, and they have to go into that with their peace of mind. And, and that's what we work towards. So how do we establish the fair market value? You know, Paragon's approach to each practice valuation actually involves comparing the, bo- the buyer's bottom line to the practice fair market value. What does that mean? Okay, so if we value the practice at X, after all the expenses of the practice are paid and the buyer services the debt uh, that, that he incurred to buy the practice, then are they going to have enough money to make a living if it's a full-time practice? If that's what we look at. And if, if they're not, then perhaps we value the practice too high. And if they're making more than what they should be doing, maybe. So we say maybe we didn't practice, value the practice high enough. And we find that sweet spot. So adjustments in our valuation are always based on the buyer's projected cash flow and the anticipated earnings rate. And this is probably quite reverse of the way you might be thinking. However, using this approach, Paragon arrives at a fair price supported by statistical data to show buyer how the practice value was determined. This also involves considering the marketplace. It involves understanding what the lending institutions are going to do. What is their guideline on providing the loans? The cash flow of the buyer, and as, as I just mentioned, an active patient count. What's the new patient flow? Where's the location? What's the reputation of the practice? And more. So there's a myriad of things that we look at as we determine the value of the practice. And we also have to be fair, as I said before, to the seller who has invested his or her professional career in establishing this very valuable asset. Well, lastly, how about we do a recap? Okay. Uh, you know, creating an adversarial environment in a transition can be destructive and counterproductive. You know, as we had discussed earlier, if the objective is to best the other party, then more often than not, both parties will actually end up losing. Having two sets of referees, as we, we, we talk, uh, brought up that absurd right. uh, example before, with obvious bias towards their team, invariably will create that environment. And also, we have to keep in mind that pricing to sell at a fair price for the seller and the buyer, rather than pricing to negotiate is very logical. 
because you know what happens with negotiations. We always have to start at a higher number because we say, okay, there's going to be negotiation and we'll bring it back to what the fair market value is actually going to end up to be. So why not just do that from the beginning? And, and we have found, because we do it this way, most of our practice listings are sold to the very first buyer who looks at the opportunity. Why is the question? Because the opportunity is structured fairly on the front end and it's based on sound logic and proper documentation. And we also just don't send the buyer to a practice because we listed it. We have, because we had listened to them early on to see what their needs and desires and, and uh, objectives were, we only show them practices or introduce practices to them that we think is what they're looking for. The other point is that we also have the necessary support tools. With the, the very comprehensive financial analysis, which is usually about 25, 30 pages, that we develop for each of our buyers reveals everything as to how we establish both the price and the transition structure and the fact that it's going to be fair for the seller and the buyer. And everyone deserves to win. You simply have to decide that you want the trans transaction to be fair for all. And it will be. A win-win transaction is all that is acceptable pe to Paragon. And our clients and we know that dual representation accomplishes this goal every time. And finally, this approach has made it possible for Paragon to close thousands of practice transitions with usually no need for negotiations. Well, thank you for sharing your knowledge, Burge. And thank you all for listening. A few more things before you go. Please call our toll-free number, 866-898-1867, or visit our website, paragon.us.com, to find current listings and free resources. Or get social. Like us on Facebook, post comments, or ask questions. Be well, everyone.